Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Who Like with Sean Sean podcast. I'm your host, Sean C. Taylor. And I'm your host, Sean B. Taylor. Welcome to season two. Season two. Season two opening. I don't even... Did we even come up with a title for this one? I, I don't know. <laughs> season two. Welcome back. Welcome yeah, back. Welcome How about back. that? That could be the title. Yeah, so this is our, our 34th episode, man. Yeah. And this is crazy because when we started this a year ago... You did. You weren't this tall. You looking. I'm not slouching either. I don't. Is it the hair, Mike Fraser? What's going on, brother? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit the hair because you see my head probably stops like right here, <laughs> and my hair is like kind of. It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Microphone check one two one two. Oh, so for the on. for those of y'all that are listening on Anchor, uh, we're doing a little some a little different that we tried last season mm-hmm. uh, in season one when we had Uncle Lenny on Facebook Live. So we're doing yeah. Facebook Live today. And we're also doing Anchor. So make sure you guys, if you haven't already, please subscribe and share. Uh, we're available on all podcast platforms. Audible. I'm sorry, not Audible. Anchor, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Apple Pod, all of them. Every single one, right? Mm-hmm. So we had to come with an episode today, though, right? Yeah. Because it was some, like, one, training camp just started two days ago, and they released the preseason schedule, the regular season schedule. Yeah. But then... There was some epic news that came out about 24 hours ago. What happened, Sean? Russell Westbrook um, was traded to the Wizards for John Wall. Whoa! Say that one more time. Russell Westbrook was traded to the Washington Wizards, our hometown team. Yes. For John Wall. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. So that that was huge. And actually, the Wizards also traded around a protected first-round pick to Houston, right? Oh. So I've got a hey, listen. I got love for John Wall, man. He had a great career here. No disrespect, but this type of shot in the arm, this type mm. of excitement, this type of exhilarating move is yeah. what the Washington Wizards need. We're we're actually a team with a name. Unlike the mm-hmm. football team, we got a name. The yeah. Washington Wizards, right? Mm-hmm. So for for Mr. Westbrook, we got the mumbo sauce here for you. Bro, even though that's a store brand, John ain't the real corner store one. We yeah. got the Chuck Brown Ale, right? From uh, who is that? Crooked Crab Brewing, and we got the the Fresh Jays, right? The Jordan Threes from RAR. Since uh, Westbrook is Team Jordan, right? Unfortunately, I'm not uh, drinking any beers right now. I'm on a little beer fast, but we here. We we welcome you, Mr. Westbrook, right? Um, and we salute you, John Wall, for for an amazing career here. Yes. With all that said. Mm-hmm. Who do you think won the trade? I think definitely the Wizards won. Okay. Because we need some type of jolt, some type of excitement. Right. And Westbrook, when you say excitement in today's league, you definitely got to bring up Westbrook. Got to. In the conversation. Maybe even all times because just how much motor he brings to the game. Motor. Ooh, that's tough. And just, you know, how much excitement. I don't, I don't know if there's a player who just, you know, plays with more heart. Right. You know, when I look at it, really, because just Westbrook is just so, like, energetic and stuff. Yeah. So he just brings all of that to the table. And yeah. I feel like Washington doesn't usually play with that. So him, right. bringing, it, so <laughs> him bringing that to Washington definitely is a you know, big help for us. Yeah. I, listen, I agree 100. But that, that was a great analysis right there. Mm-hmm. Great. I agree 100 percent. His motor and energy, his I mean, Russell Westbrook is the epitome of explosiveness. Mm-hmm. He is super explosive and he just yeah. plays with a force of personality mm-hmm. that again the Wizards we don't all often play with that and we don't often have that. 
mm-hmm. on our roster. You don't get a lot of exciting news for us, right? Yeah. This is exciting, man. It's mm-hmm. exciting. So I agree. I think the Wizards definitely won the trade, and that's no shade to John Wall. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Westbrook is a former MVP, former scoring champ, assist champ, mm-hmm. and, again, just play with, plays with the uh, uh, insatiable energy, man. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see how he teams up with Bradley Beal and Achimura and those guys. Yeah. What are you about to say? Yeah, and John Wall is also really explosive, but, like, Westbrook's explosiveness makes him, like, a top – Five top ten athlete of all time in, Ooh, in, in the NBA. NBA top five or top ten athlete NBA history. Dang. That's what I think at least. Okay, it's just the, the to mix the explosiveness with just you know the crazy hops, right? And the the strength, the broad shoulders, right? When right. When, when he wants to play defense, he he is very good. Yeah, I feel like so just all of that to you know mix together. I think that is just a crazy athletic. Blend. Yeah. So. I, I agree. Yeah. Chris James, what up? Tess, what up, man? The the one word, and we'll get into numbers here in a minute, because on paper, they actually are pretty similar. On mm-hmm. paper. Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of similar, but then Westbrook pulls away in some, some areas. Yeah. Um, but if I had to, to define or describe Westbrook in one word, I would say ferocity. Yeah. He plays with a certain level of ferocity that's mm-hmm. just amazing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just... This, Again, no shade to John Wall. I like John Wall. And I was excited to see him pair with uh, Bradley Beal this year because Wall hasn't been healthy in a while. Yeah. But I, I'm not mad at us getting Westbrook. So shout out to the Wizards, yeah. man. Um, but let's do a little quick side-by-side comparison because, like I said, on paper, they do have some similar numbers. Mm-hmm. So we had to break out the handy-dandy whiteboard. Yep. The whiteboard. So we've got Wall's numbers in red. That's no knock on him, but it's for Houston red. And we've got Westbrook's numbers in blue mm-hmm. for Wizards, right? Mm-hmm. Since we're, we're red, white, and blue. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you see the, the points per game. Can you read that, Sean? Because I can't really see from here. Oh, 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 you want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead and read that off, man. Okay, so what we got with John Wall, we're going to start with him. For his career, average nineteen points per game, nine point two assists per game. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's very good. That's, that's incredible. Four point three rebounds per game, forty three point three percent from the field, forty no not thirty two point four percent from three, forty six point two percent from where is EFG effective yeah, field goal percentage effective field goal percentage, um nineteen point four per. And forty four point three. What is that? WS win shares. Win shares. Win shares. Right. Yeah. Okay. So then for Westbrook, what are the numbers looking like? Okay. So Westbrook, we got twenty three point two points per game, eight point three assists. Also very good. Seven point one rebounds per That's game. That's tough. Yeah. That's really tough. Forty three point seven field goal percentage is very very close. Very to close, Wallace. right? Yeah. Thirty thirty and a half percent from three. Right. Forty-six point seven effective field goal percentage, twenty-three point twenty-three and a half PER, and one hundred one point one win shares. So okay. Oh wait, hold on. We have numbers up here too. Oh or, okay. Or so accolades. hold on, hold on, hold on. We going. Those are the accolades, right? Mm-hmm. From these numbers, though, what jumps out to you? Uh, I think mostly how Walls kind of got the assist per game, even though he does a lot. Like like he like even though Westbrook is. Obviously, high assist as well. Mm-hmm. Just walk nine point two, like very close to ten, like yeah. that. That's crazy. Um, and then how Westbrook has the rebound seven point one compared right. to Walls four point three, which four point three I guess isn't terrible. No, but not for a point guard. Yeah, yeah, but 
you know, it's not Westbrook's. And right. then the field goal percentage, how close it is. Yeah, it's very, very close. And so for me, what jumps out because some of these these numbers are pretty close. The points per game, I was surprised that Westbrook averaged that many more points per game. And I'm sorry I could put this down. Um, but the PER and the win share is where I feel like I sell, see a lot of separation. To have a difference of 4.1, I'm looking at this upside down, 4.1 in the PER department and then almost 60 in the win share department. Yeah. That to me is huge. Right, yeah. that's kind of again where Westbrook starts to to separate himself, right? Mm-hmm. And then to your point, when we start to get into the actual achievements and accolades, mm-hmm. you want to read off some of the the more prominent ones. Yeah, so we have Westbrook with a you know, nine time All Star, two time scoring champ, and a two time assist champ. Right. You hey, got, hold on, you left some stuff off, man. He's a former MVP. Yeah, he is a yeah, but right. It, it wasn't it wasn't popping up for some reason. <laughs> He's also a two time All Star Game MVP. Yeah. Right and nine times All NBA because mm-hmm. it'd be All Star is one level, All NBA is the next level. Yeah. Right. So then, what about John Wall? Yeah, John Wall, five time All Star, twenty sixteen seventeen All NBA, mm-hmm. 2015 All Defensive. Right. I think those those last two are pretty impressive. The, the, they are, but again, you start to see some separation. Right. Mm-hmm. Wall's got one time All NBA. Mm-hmm. Westbrook's got nine times all NBA. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Russ has uh, is a former MVP. John Wall, never. Never mm-hmm. been in real strong contention for that award, right? Yeah. So, again, that's where you start. When you're comp- comparing really good or great players, you have to really do a deep dive to separate them because they are so good, right? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of the storyline has been where there are two athletic point guards in their 30s that can't shoot. Yeah. But I think... I would say that John Wall is a better passer. I think he's really an elite passer. Yeah. But Westbrook does everything else at least as good, if not better, in my opinion. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that I think that is pretty accurate. I, I think John Wall may shoot better than him. Just just a little just bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. yeah actually, just, you know what? You're probably right. Yeah, just just a little bit. But I think uh mid range actually, Westbrook Oh, over his career has shot better. Right. John Wall, three-point and mid-range has just both been kind of the same, mm-hmm. very average. Yeah. So I think that Westbrook, obviously rebounding-wise and mm-hmm. you know scoring-wise, he does better. Well, he's bigger. Like you said, he's got a bigger frame. Yeah. Not that yeah. he's taller, but he's got a bigger, broader frame. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, as much as John Wall attacks the rim, I mean, Russell Westbrook lives at the rim. He, he does. Yeah, dr- just driving to the rim yeah. nonstop. That's why I said Westbrook... It, if I were in the NBA and was trying to guard Westbrook, I don't. I would be just drenched in sweat. Yeah, it be it might be a nightmare for you. Yeah, or anybody it, else, right? Yeah, because it just sounds terrible guarding this guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, like you said, he's just very. He attacks. He lives in the paint, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I'm not sure if Westbrook is a better mid range shooter than John Wall, but he is, in my opinion, better at getting to his spots. Yeah. So he gets to those little mid-range pull-ups a little bit better, right? Yeah. And, and one of those reasons, aside from the fact that I think he is a little more explosive than John Wall, the dirty secret is that John Wall cannot finish with his right hand. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He I cannot finish with his right. He dunks everything either two hands or with his left. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that screams, that's a, a major deficiency, right? But yeah. it also screams of maybe a lack of balance a little bit. Because like even on John Wall's jump shot, he doesn't 
elevate a whole lot for as well as he jumps, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Westbrook comes at you full speed and then he can stop and pull up on balance, right? Yeah. Um, I am excited to see because from the clips that I, I've seen just on social media, John Wall looks like he's in great shape. Mm-hmm. He's in. He looks like he's in great shape, and he mm-hmm. looks like he has something to prove. Yeah, I can only imagine that this will push him even further or even harder to want to prove something. Yeah. Um, how do you think that th- this pairing with James Harden is going to be? Because there was you was telling me about some rumors earlier about wh- who James Harden wanted to play with. Yeah, so apparently the rumor is that James Harden preferred to play with, um, preferred to have John Wall over Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I I would say that. I think that's probably true because I actually was watching Undisputed right before this. Uh-huh. So Shannon Sharp was talking about how what um Harden wanted who was it, Dwight Howard. Then he wanted Chris Paul. Right. Then he wanted Westbrook. And then now he wants John Wall. So right. I think there's just, you know, kind of a habit right. of him wanting There's a trend there. Yeah, a trend right. of him wanting that second player, that yeah. second guy. So I think that was probably true. Mm-hmm. So I think with the pairing um, overall, I think that like Westbrook and John Wall are still very similar players. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think Westbrook's just better. Mm-hmm. But I think really you kind of get the same player. I'm not sure about the same effect. There's more passing, probably more of a sense of team basketball. With John Wall, you're saying? Yeah. You think so? Why is that? Just because, you know, highest this guy. I mean, he's not looking to score every time. Right. Yeah, cause he, cause he knows he he's not as big as Westbrook, so he can't just he can't just live at the rim. Right. Cause with Westbrook, once he you know drives, you know hits you with that nice crossover move that mm-hmm. you know jump stop and crossover. Yeah, mm-hmm. then it's kind of over. Right. But I think so. I think with John Wall not being as dominant, you know, forcing him to play more team basketball. You, you think he'll defer to James Harden a little bit more? Mm, I'm not sure. Uh, I think I think probably, mm-hmm. but um. I think Westbrook kind of did an okay job of adjusting mm-hmm. when he was in Houston and got traded there. So I think it will kind of be the same situation. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be kind of tough because, like you said, they are very similar players. Mm-hmm. And because John Wall, neither John Wall or Westbrook shoot the ball great, it's hard for them to play off the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think, again, that Westbrook, I mean, I'm sorry, John Wall is a little bit better passer than, than uh, Westbrook. And he's not at quite as forceful, mm-hmm. so maybe he won't press the issue as much, and maybe he will, seeing that he's 30 years old now, maybe he will pick his spots. I mean, he's always been pretty decent at picking his spots, but mm-hmm. maybe there's some maturation there where he'll say, okay, well, this is where I can really help the team win. Maybe it's even improved rebounding, or maybe it is more of a mm-hmm. consistent commitment to defense because he said he was the best, I think, shot-blocking point guard of all time. Um, yeah. I'd like to see him turn into the best defensive point guard of all time. And he's got the tools to do it. I mean, Both of them really do. But John Wall, I mean, he, he, he can be a very devastating defender. Yeah. So, on the flip side, though, with the Wizards, how do you think that Westbrook and Beal are going to pair up? Like, it's kind of weird because Beal is maybe one of the weirdest stars in, in like, <laughs> what do you mean? the league right now. Him uh-huh. and Chris Middleton. Cause <laughs> okay, break that down for me. Because it's just like, Bradley Beal, it's like, like if y'all didn't know, Bradley Beal was averaging 30 this season. Yeah, that's a good point. So, so like, point. like literally nobody talks about that. Right. Nobody knows that. That's a good point. And, and Chris Middleton, I think, a season ago was averaging like 25 points. Yeah. No one really talks about that either. So that's it's a just, great point. It's just really weird to see what they're going to do. Is Bradley Beal going to keep up the scoring? Right. Like, not obviously not like 30 or something. Mm-hmm. 
But is he going to be able to keep playing, you know, like 20 point, twenty plus points player? Yeah. Like, you know. Well, he'll be 20 for sure, but will he be in the, the upper 20s, the 26, 27, 28 range? Yeah, well, yeah, like maybe like 24 or 27. Right. I think that's what you can ask from Bradley Beal. Okay. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Westbrook is going to treat more like a duo or like a youth thing. Youth, okay. No, no, not like a youth. Like, oh. like, like it's him, be, like in in charge. Like, I'm not sure it was gonna be more like a duo or like Brad gets his buckets like every now and then. But for real, it's like me. I gotta. Be oh that guy. man, look. Okay, hold on. Keep going. Keep going. I don't want to cut you off, but you you scared me there for a second. Yeah, but I I think that I think that they'll do well eventually. It would just take some getting used to because. I think that Bradley Beal is more so a ball-dominant player like mm-hmm. Westbrook. So I think with two ball-dominant players, they'll have to get used to I think Westbrook will adjust all right, but Bradley Beal has got to get used to playing with a player like Westbrook because I don't think Bradley Beal has ever played with anyone like Westbrook as far as like motor and stuff. Right. But, you know, someone who is always looking to score and attacking the rim at all times. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you make some interesting points, but... And maybe this is my wishful thinking. I think it's going to work great. I think it's really going to work great because, like you said, maybe Westbrook treats it like, okay, I'm the star or whatever. But I don't I don't sense that from him, right? Like, it seems like he's matured a lot since OKC. People want to hold that situation against him, right? Mm-hmm. But he's matured a lot and he's accomplished a lot, right? Yeah. But he's coming to Washington, Yeah. right? Washington is Bradley Beal's team. He's the best player on the team. Hands down, right? Mm-hmm. With Westbrook, I mean, and the thing with, to, to kind of finish that point about Bradley Beal, people love Bradley Beal in the city. Yeah. His teammates love him. People in the community love him. Like, he's out here. You're not just going to come in and take take that over. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that Westbrook is probably pretty mindful of that. He also has a relationship with Scott Brooks, who used to be a coach, the coach of OKC mm-hmm. um, when they went to the finals. And Scott Br- Scott Brooks and Bradley Beal get along great. So yeah. I think it's gonna they're going to mesh really well together. To your point about him never playing with someone with that type of motor, mm-hmm. I think that's going to work great as well because Bradley Beal, you can say that he's ball dominant, but Bradley Beal can also play off of down screens. Because he can come off a screen and shoot, he can come off a screen and curl, he can come off a screen and fade it, right? Mm-hmm. He's had to be ball dominant because John Wall has only played a handful of games in the last two years, three years, right? Yeah. Playing with Westbrook now, as someone who used to play some point guard and two guard, I love when I could play two guard and play with a really good point guard where I could just get out on the wings and run. Mm-hmm. And you think about Westbrook's rebounding ability. If he can snatch that board and then just start to break himself and mm-hmm. let Brad get on the wing and get some easy buckets, I think that's going to be great for Brad. It's, it's kind of similar to the Chris Paul-Devin Booker pairing in that sense where I think mm-hmm. having a great point guard is going to even bring the best out, even like bring better out of these elite two guards that kind of have flown under the radar because they don't win. Yeah, I, I think you raised some interesting points. Now, to to add on to that, I mean, Bradley Beal has also played, you know, kind of that second guy as well. Right. You know, that, that you know, other piece to the duo. Right. So, I think that, I think that it can definitely work really well. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's going to take some getting used to, how long it's going to take to get used to, because right. I think it definitely will. A little growing pains, yeah. maybe. Yeah, just, just for a little bit, uh-huh. but... 
I, I think I'm starting to kind of sway over to your perspective. That's of it. it. Oh, my God. Now, if I could get them like this with homework, man, we'd be in the pocket, right? Where did homework come from? Because <laughs> you said you're on my side, and I didn't have to work that hard to get you to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I heard Max Kellerman, I think it was, this morning say that Washington now has arguably the best backcourt in the league, right? Because Klay Thompson is out. I'm like, that's that's... You can argue that. You can argue that, right? Because who else do you have? CP and Devin Booker, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have um, Wall and, and uh, Harden, mm-hmm. right? And then who else? Yeah, I mean... I'll... Who else? It's, yeah. it's, arg- it's an argument to be made, right? Yeah, now, but wait on Harden. Just wait. But you got to wait on Harden. What do you mean? Because if he goes to Brooklyn... Uh, well, I mean, they okay. undoubtedly okay. have the best. Okay, okay, so okay, so let's let's. We've already established that we feel like Washington won this trade, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as a Washington Wizards fan, I'm I I like John Wall a lot, and again, I salute salute everything he did um, in his time here on and off the court because despite some of the the negative press that he got. From folks that I know that are out in the community and that uh, that rock with John Wall, um, he did some amazing things as far mm-hmm. as community service and philanthropy. So we salute you, John Wall. At the same time, I'm very excited about getting this jolt of energy, this tour de force that is Russell Westbrook, okay? Yeah. But as a perfect segue, when we're talking about Brooklyn, because I was going to say, do you think that this Wall trade... Wall getting traded to Houston, um, which DeMarcus Cousins is there too, which yeah. I think I think that could actually be a nice little one, two, three. Yeah. But do you think that this increases, decreases, increases the chances, decreases the chances, or doesn't do anything to the chances of James Harden getting traded to Brooklyn? Um, if the rumor is like actually true that James Harden wanted Wall, which I think it is, but I think there's also a, a good chance that it isn't true. Uh-huh. And maybe that he's finally kind of learned his lesson. That's maybe why he wants to go to Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Hold on, hold on. What's his lesson? You said his lesson earlier. I'm going to put you out there. So his, his lesson, it it's not really a lesson, but like what he's kind of learned is that, I mean, it's kind of whenever he wants someone else, they always end up, you know, getting up out of there because then he, <laughs> want, he wants someone new. Okay. Right, okay. So I think now he's... I think now he's got a, got a lesson to learn that, you know, maybe it's time to kind of move on from Houston. Okay. And it's just not the place because just everyone keeps getting traded. Like the common, like like Shannon Sharp said, the common denominator is him. Okay. And All right. Every and every little duo that he's had in okay. every pairing. So you're saying that you you feel like he's gonna get traded or no? I think that. I think that Houston is gonna try to keep him for for a little bit. Um, and see how this John Wall and Harden thing works out. Uh-huh. But I think that there's also a good chance that he could get traded by. But again, like I said, I think they're going to try and keep him because I think Houston is really treating him like a once-in-a-generation player almost. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that they're going to keep him for at least a year. I yeah. do. I do. And I was, I'm on record as saying that I felt like Brooklyn – 
like once you start to hear rumors of these mega deals like that, mm-hmm. they usually they're already it's a done deal. It's just a matter of time before the public, the general public, learns about it, right? Mm-hmm. But I actually think that they're gonna keep them because John Wall again is a very good player, mm-hmm. and if Demarcus Cousins can stay healthy, you can have a good team. That I mean, that's a good team. You're not gonna contend for a championship, I don't think, but that is a good team, right? Mm-hmm. So I think they're gonna keep them. If he were to go to Brooklyn, that would you're, you you might be right. That might be kind of devastating with Kyrie and James Harden. Yeah, that's a that's just a lot of firepower, mm-hmm. a lot of firepower. So yeah. you're saying that it's a fifty fifty chance that he gets traded. I'm saying I don't think it's gonna happen this I, year. No, I think it's more so a 45 I think fifty five percent chance he he um he doesn't get traded, and a forty five percent chance he doesn't. Okay. So almost fifty fifty. Yeah. Wait. I. I. I have another question though. Okay. Do you, do you think that there's a chance he gets traded midseason? I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. Those those deals for superstars in the middle of the season have become increasingly rare. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to happen a little bit more often. I feel like. Mm-hmm. I actually, if I'm really thinking about it, no, nah, it just doesn't happen a lot. So I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't think in my lifetime I've never. Or at least in my time of watching basketball, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, sometimes teams that are on the cusp of contending for a title will go out and get a, a missing piece midseason, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it comes to mind, and I don't, I think this is actually before you were born, too, when the Pistons went and got Rasheed Wallace, mm. right? Midseason. Okay, that made a lot of sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just not something that happens very often at all. So, um, no, I think he'll be there another year. And, I mean, who knows? Like I said, if John Wall is healthy and DeMarcus Cousins is healthy, obviously they played together in college, and James Harden is in his bag, they're going to win some games. Yeah. They're going to win some games. But if those things don't line up, it could get ugly. It could get very ugly. Yeah, I think maybe even out of playoff contention. Yeah, like it could get bad. It could get really, really bad. Yeah, which leaves room for um, teams like Phoenix and right. um, what, what was that other team? Memphis, New Orleans. Memphis and New Orleans. Mm-hmm. All, I mean, Memphis, Phoenix, New Orleans, uh, Portland. Mm, San Antonio. San Antonio. I mean, there's a lot of teams out here that are just ready to rock and roll. Hey, Zara. Um, so, yeah, I think he doesn't get traded. I think he's there for mm-hmm. at least another year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beard is in, in Houston. So, mm-hmm. now... We talk about training camp just started up a couple of days ago, right? Mm-hmm. I cannot believe that the season is starting in less than three weeks. Yeah, that's crazy. It seems like a week ago the Lakers won the championship. Right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, real quick, matter of fact, before we even get into the, the new season, AD and LeBron, how did we forget? Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. They both just signed extensions, right? Yeah. What did they sign? It was like something crazy. I think LeBron was like eighty-five million two-year extension. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Dang, and that's a lot of bread. Eighty might have been close to like one hundred ten five-year, five-year. Oh no, it's definitely more than one ten. It was that was like one ninety, I think. One ninety. Okay. It, it, it was a lot. It was a max. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So super, super max. I, I that might be a super max. Right. I always get those confused. It should be. That I mean the Lakers. So let's just let's put it out there. Obviously, you're biased to the Lakers. We know that, right? What? But I think the Lakers have they had a great they they won the offseason, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Even if Brooklyn were to get 
uh, James Harden. The Lakers still won the offseason. Mm-hmm. They lost a couple pieces, but they picked up some great pieces. And they just signed arguably the two best players. I'm sure Durant's got something to say about that. But arguably the two best players in the league, they got them locked up for at least two more years. Yeah. Can anybody dethrone them? I mean, I think definitely you got teams that can dethrone them. You were talking about Golden State. Right. Possibly. I don't see. I just personally don't really see that happening because I think that when it's time to win, like the the biggest winner in basketball right now, I think has got to be the champs in L.A. and LeBron, especially LeBron. Right. I think when it's time for big time players to step up, then I think the biggest player will step up. So I think that. I, I think that the Warriors got a shot, but I, I personally just don't really see that happening. I think Brooklyn, de- if they get Harden, definitely have a shot at destroying the Lakers. Even if they don't get Harden, I think they definitely still have a shot. Wow. But I, I still think wow, La- that's Lakers, tough. I still think Lakers are on top almost no matter not I wouldn't say no matter what happens at this point, even if the Nets do get Harden. Mm-hmm. No, no, I think they still are on top, even if the Nets do get Harden. Right, but I will say, um, Giannis has kind of come out, come out, and um, talked about how he would like, like what team he would like to be on a little more, and you know, free agency is kind of engaged. In it, I feel like a little more. Well, I mean, he didn't really name a team, though. He just said he doesn't care if he's the the number one guy, number two guy, number three guy. Yeah, he said yeah. he just wants to win. Yeah, not like what type of team. Oh, right. Okay, that's a good point. Tess said, "Give me one of their paychecks." You're right. Hey, Tess. Montrez Harrell, Dennis Schroeder, those were big pickups. Yeah, especially Harrell because yeah. we, we got him two years and $19 million, which is not a lot. Yeah, that's a good deal. Mm-hmm. That's a good deal. And they picked up Wesley Matthews, mm-hmm. who is a proven vet, can knock the, the, the three ball down. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, you know, the Lakers, again, I feel like undoubtedly won free agency. Gasol. I do, Gasol, Mark Gasol, that's right. I do think that Golden State, is not nearly as dead in the water as people are trying to make it seem. Mm-hmm. Because, again, we talked about this on the last podcast episode. It's not like they they traded, so to speak, Kelly Oubre for Klay Thompson, mm-hmm. right? Because Klay Thompson went out and they mm-hmm. got went and got Kelly Oubre, right? Mm-hmm. They replaced, basically, Klay Thompson with Kelly Oubre and James Wiseman, yeah. right? So it's like... You got two very athletic young players. Uber is 25. Wiseman's 19, yeah. right? And Wiseman is a dog, mm-hmm. at least athletically from what I've seen. He just fits perfectly into that, to what they're trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. So a starting five of Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, uh, Kelly Oubre, Draymond Green, and James Wiseman, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. Um, so I think that there's a chance they could beat the Lakers, but I still think the Lakers are uh, the odds-on favorites. Mm-hmm. I do think that if James Harden were to go to Brooklyn, I think that it's definitely an L.A. Um, Brooklyn matchup in the finals, and I would just yeah. I wouldn't move for any games. <laughs> like I would just watch every single game. Like stop, don't talk to me. Let me just watch because yeah, KD versus uh, LeBron, like. I can't just give me goosebumps, man. Yeah, I will say my my favorite YouTuber actually he said that if um if the, if it actually happens where Kyrie actually takes on LeBron, he said that 
you you're gonna have to like try and find him <laughs> right like he, he, right like, he said it would be really bad if yeah if lebron doesn't win absolutely absolutely look like i can't even imagine that happening right because yeah that would just be epic but what if lebron ended up taking down Kyrie and kd so to speak right yeah or that- like what if Harden goes to Brooklyn and LeBron and AD beat all three of them, right? Yeah. It, like, it's just, I can't wait for the season to start. I can't even tell you how hype I am, right? Yeah. So on opening day, the Lakers are playing the Clippers Oof. and the Warriors are playing the Nets. Yeah, I heard about that. Ooh, KD versus the, the, the Warriors? Yeah, Steph. Which, which matchup are you more excited to watch? Um, I think I, I definitely, I would say my Lakers, but uh-huh. at the same time, I want to see KD play. Yeah. Because I haven't, it, it, I haven't seen him play in so long. So, right. Like, I, I really want to see KD play. Yeah. And see how this Kyrie KD stuff works out. Yeah. Because I think it will work out pretty well. Uh-huh. For the most part. Um, so, yeah, I think this is, that's going to be a really exciting matchup. Now, I will say, I do think the Nets might start to kind of pull away at some point in the game. Okay. But I think that it will still be, you know, pretty pretty epic because, right. you know, KD is getting to play again. So yeah, KD absolutely. And Kyrie. Absolutely. And so I definitely thought you were going to say the Lakers. <laughs> so I was ready to take the, the Nets-Warriors game, which I'm going to stick with that because I want to see KD play. And for as much as, like, Steph Curry, oh, he's a good guy and all, Steph Curry is a killer. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry wants to compete, mm-hmm. right? And we also haven't seen him play in a long time, yeah. right? Like, yeah. he missed almost all the last season. Mm-hmm. So I want to see that matchup. I, I like the Lakers and the Clippers and all that, even though the Clippers kind of just, like, you know, laid an egg and they've lost a lot of their bluster. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to see Golden State and Brooklyn. Like, I cannot wait to see that game, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be, be exciting. I'm like... Especially excited because they brought the season back before Christmas, so just like all yeah. that week, I'm just gonna be watching so much basketball. It's just it's crazy. Tess said zoned on the couch like straight up, bro. Yeah. Um, so what other things are you looking forward to other than seeing KD play? Obviously, um, what other things or what other players are you looking forward to seeing? Mm, I think how how the Clippers really bounce back oh. from that season because. I obviously I'm not really a Clippers fan. I'm kind of I'm kind of almost anti-Clippers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, no, I'm definitely anti-Clippers. <laughs> so I I think how like just to see how they bounce back because you know it was just really a tough season for them. Yeah. And just kind of all the players kind of left um speechless. Yeah. They underachieved bad. Yeah. They underachieved really bad. Um. And I know the Rockets were talking about they underachieved against the Lakers. I'm like, no, you're not supposed to beat the Lakers in the first <laughs> right, place. Right, like, y'all right. didn't underachieve anything. Like, right. Y'all went as far as y'all could. Yeah. Yeah, but the Clippers definitely did. I want to see how they bounce back. But to the team who beat them, I want to see how the Nuggets are for yeah. the whole season. Yeah, me With too. Jamal Murray, all-star Jamal Murray, hopefully, comes back and is still an all-star and a dog. Right. Because, you know, he was playing out of his mind. Like, he yeah. was playing, like... Probably like a top three point guard in the league. Yeah, he was killing. Yeah, he was killing, and I agree. Seeing him for a, a whole season is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, other than seeing KD and the KD Kyrie experiment and Steve Nash first time being a head coach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I really want to see, and this is going to sound funny, I really want to see De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, I really want because I feel like in the last episode I was too harsh on him maybe when I was like he plays a little flat and don't play with that passion right mm. and so I went back and watched some clips and I'm like he's got the dog in him yeah. even going back and watching some of his clips from Kentucky he's got the dog in him mm-hmm. and so I really want to see even though I don't think Sacramento is going to be very good but I want to see if getting that big contract really like pushes him to say you know what I'm that dude. They've committed financially to me. You know, people are saying, some people are saying I deserve the money. Some people are saying I don't. I'm going to show people. So -hmm. when he plays against a Dame Dollar or when he plays against a Ja Morant or any of those killer point guards in the West, is he going for their necks? Because he's got the tools to do it, right? Yeah. So I'm like that. I I thought about saying, oh, I can't wait to see Tatum and and, uh, Brown and their evolution. That was high on my list, but I really want to see what De'Aaron Fox does. And, like, even if Sacramento's not good, if he's out there averaging 25, 30 points, then it's like people got to take notice. Yeah, I, I have to see that, though, to, to actually believe it. Right, <laughs> right. But, but I'm surprised you didn't say Westbrook and the Wizards. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. And maybe because it's all still so new for me. Mm-hmm. And I also am like, because, you know, we get all the Wizards games on here. They're yeah. they're on every every game is on TV, right? Yeah. Um, and so maybe I take that for granted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. You might you might got me right there. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I guess what I'm saying is with De'Aaron Fox, like I said, I was critical of him last uh, last episode, mm-hmm. and I think that it's there. Like Westbrook, I know it's there, and I'm confident mm-hmm. that him and Bill are gonna gonna rock and roll, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for, I just I want to see because I'm like. Ah, it's so up in the air for me. But mm-hmm. I think the dog is there, and I want to see him come out. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but that's a good point about Westbrook and the Wizards. I, can, I also can't. I just can't wait to watch all this, man. Yeah. Really. The NBA season. It's the NBA season, right? Yeah. Um, and so, is there anything else that either you're you're looking forward to seeing or um, that you think is going to shock us this year? I know. Matter of fact, I know one thing. I looked on the NBA website the other day, and most teams have not released a, a plan for what they're going to do as far as their attendance, yeah. right? What like so? What's that going to look like? They're obviously not doing the bubble again. Like, is this going to be bad? Oh, they can't do the bubble again. They're not doing the bubble. The players are not going to go back to the bubble again, man. Yeah, and man. it's so many teams, right? It's Thirty teams versus eight, right? Or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, sixteen or whatever it was. I don't know. I mean, it's almost like they'd have to maybe play an empty arena. Yeah. So do you think that that's what's going to happen? Yeah, I think that I think that that's probably what's most likely going to happen. But I'm also at the same time not very sure because it's like have the people that clean the arenas and stuff, have they really been getting in there and start and cleaning everything that the players are going to go through and stuff? That's a good point. Because if they haven't already started, I mean, that's a lot of space to clean up. Yeah, I mean, I got to think that they've already started that. Officer Rico Thompson, what's going on, bro? Mary Kay, what's up? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. But I think they're Mm going to play in empty arenas, which obviously that's going to, that hurts. Like watching NFL football, I'm like, man, this hurts. Cause like you don't get that atmosphere, man. Yeah, but I 
I'd like to see them in the arenas again. It's a start. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. See, look, what it look on the bright side, man. <laughs> and with the vaccines coming soon, maybe after All Star break, fans can start coming in. Yeah, maybe. Or, yeah, or maybe like like will we see fans this season? Yeah, maybe or like maybe. I I don't know about this, but maybe around the time LeBron comes back, because I I think he's not gonna play for the first month. Yeah, but then that will put us in January. I don't think I don't think they'll bring fans back in January. Yeah. I don't see that coming. Hey, test that pump crowd noise. I know, man, but it's just not the same. It's not the same, man. Like, going back and looking at clips from games even a year ago, it's crazy just to see the fans, especially in the NBA, because the fans are right there. Mm-hmm. They're, I mean, they're literally right there. Yeah, right? but it, it's almost like the bubble to a certain extent. Not, I feel like it's not as much pressure. So, someone like a Jamal Murray played out of his mind. Right, right. So, you know, I, I, I'm excited to see that. Maybe you get your De'Aaron Fox wish. <laughs> maybe. So. Maybe. Jimmy Roberts, what's up, brother? Yeah, so we talked about, we were just talking about, I'm sorry, the uh, the protocols, COVID protocols. Mm-hmm. But I had asked you a question before then. What, is there anything else that jumps out to you that you're looking forward to seeing or any surprises um, that you can kind of... I don't know that you're anticipating or just anything with the season. I'm just so pumped up over the season. I can't even talk right now. Like, anything else? Mm, I'm not sure. To see, I don't know, because I feel like the Lakers, they won free agency. But at the same time, they're getting back not really the same players. But just, you know, it's not like players that were just so drastically or like just so changed their team just so so much that it... It's like the the Lakers are gonna look like a, a completely different team, but I don't know. Maybe to see how they like if they're kind of like playing like the same team, uh-huh. or if they're in some ways you know different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing some of this uh, this new talent, this new word talent, right? Mm-hmm. So like even like a Trey Young in down in Atlanta and the moves they've made. Mm-hmm. Like, how's that gonna look, right? Or yeah. like Lamelo Ball in uh in Charlotte, right? Mm-hmm. Or LiAngelo Ball in in Detroit. Yeah. I just feel like this is just such a new league, right? Mm-hmm. Like LeBron, despite the fact that he just defies father time, he's old. He's the last of a dying breed to a certain extent, right? Mm-hmm. It's the league is just a lot of young guys, right? And I'm like someone's gonna separate themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like any of those young guys really have. Maybe Doncic, right? Maybe Tatum, but no one's really taking that that leap where they say, "Okay, I'm the alpha now," right? Mm-hmm. Um, or Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, right? I'm like, so who's gonna do that? I feel like this is a perfect time to do it. Yeah, definitely. With no fans there, I think it's definitely a perfect time to do it. I think that Jamal Murray has kind of shown me that he's gonna step up. Okay, and you know he did it in kind of the biggest situations. I feel like he couldn't. You couldn't really ask Jamal Murray to do much more, especially. True. Because in that um, series versus LA, he got injured. Right. So, and he was still playing pretty good. Pretty much, not pretty good, really good. Yeah. So Exceptional. Yeah, very exceptional. So yeah. I think that Jamal Murray is definitely going to step up out of all the players that you named. And, and Luka Doncic as well, because he was also playing out of his mind. He was playing crazy. Yeah, he, he crazy. did pretty much as much as you could ask him to do, especially without... Um, Porzingis, yeah, who actually tore his Achilles or what was it? Or was it? No, it was ACL. ACL. Yeah, ACL. ACL. Yeah, yeah. Having him back, that's going to be clutch. Mm-hmm. That's going to be very clutch for Dallas. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I hate that they lost uh, Seth Curry, but that was a huge pickup for Philly. So mm-hmm. okay, so I think that's that's it for the most part. It's time mm-hmm. for our famous segment. Yeah or no? No. <laughs> okay. All right. So since we said Washington won the Wall for Westbrook trade, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah or no? Washington is going to have a better record than Houston next year. Oh, that's a good one. I stumped them. I stumped them. Um, I'm going to say... Ooh, here, you go first. You go first. You go first. <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, of course. Of course. Because I'm a Wizards fan, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we ended up with the better player, mm-hmm. right? And so... The East is going to be tough next year. There's a lot of teams from like three through ten that are going to be fighting it out, I, I believe. But I, I love, again, Westbrook's force of personality and just that like fight. he's like a fighter jet. He's like a human fighter jet. Right. <laughs> I love that. And so I'm saying I'm going to say, yeah, 100 percent. I'm also going to go with, yeah, because. I, I don't know how motivated James Harden will be coming into the oh, season. Oh, wow, okay. That he didn't get what he wanted in getting traded to Brooklyn. Because even though, you know, he got John Wall, I'm not sure that... I don't think that's, you know, what what he, exactly what he wanted. I think that's just the most he was going to get um in that time. Because I don't, I don't think he's going to get traded to Brooklyn uh-huh. in this offseason. So I think really just... I think that... The Wizards are gonna kind of come out for it and try to make the playoffs this right. season. Okay, I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe Harden just you know kind of quits on the Rockets. Yeah, you know, and, and I hate to say that, but you know, it, it might just be the truth. Maybe that's how he feels. Right. Or maybe, maybe I mean, I know he's definitely not watching this, but you know, maybe <laughs> if, he, could if, be. he, if he were to see something like this, then right, that motivates him. Maybe that's so. a good point. That's a great point. And yeah. you never know who's watching or. Who might share this with someone who knows James Harden, right? Yeah. Okay. So, Wizards have a better record than the Rockers. Rockets. Second year or an all. Last year's first team all-NBA team was Giannis. What's the boy you just named? Uh, Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. LeBron. AD. Mm-hmm. And James Harden, right? Mm-hmm. But as we said earlier. Tuan, what's going on, big bro? As we said earlier. The Slim Reaper is coming back. Yeah. Kevin Durant, right? Yeah. Yeah or no, Kevin Durant knocked someone out of that first team all NBA slot. That that is that that's probably tougher than the last one. <laughs> that means I came up with two good ones. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I gotta go with yeah, because it's it's KD. It's KD. It's KD. But at the same time, the reason I have such a hard time with that question. It's because you got to remember, he's coming back at what? He's 32, 33 now? Is he? He might 31, 32? I think he's at least like 32. Okay. Yeah, so like 32, I mean, you you start to see LeBron kind of, you know, some things not work as much for him at 32. I mean, he was still a beast. He was still a beast, but just even minor things, you know, I feel like he wasn't quite as athletic as he was. Not quite as explosive. Yeah, not quite as explosive. Right. I feel like his three pointer kind of stayed the same to a certain extent, uh-huh. uh, not extent, extent. Uh-huh. But I think that just thirty two, man, that's kind of tough. But KD is just so skilled, extremely. Yeah, he's just so extremely skilled that I think he could he could definitely knock someone out of that um, first team. Okay, yeah, and I'm gonna say yeah. 
A hundred percent. I agree. And I think he actually knocks out James Harden. I think he knocks out James Harden. Yeah. Whether Harden gets traded to Brooklyn or not. Um, yeah. And no disrespect to James Harden, but I just, to your point, I don't know how motivated he's going to be. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like, to a certain extent, their run in Houston has run its course as far as contending, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's obviously going to put up numbers, but I don't see him knocking out Giannis. He's not knocking out AD. Luka is still young, and he's just, I mean, he's going to continue to be the, the engine for his team, yeah. I think, um, at such a young age. And then LeBron, the ageless wonder, even though he's got a rack of gray hairs in his beard like me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I just, I don't see anyone knocking him out. Yeah, right? nah, you, you can't bet against LeBron. You can't bet against LeBron. You can't bet against LeBron, exactly. So yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Kevin Durant knocks out uh, James Harden. Chris Matthews, Petha, what's going on, y'all? And so my last year and all, that other boy that's got the J-Balls coming back too. One half of the Splash Bros. Oh, yeah. Steph Curry, right? Mm-hmm. People, y'all must have forgot, like, Roy Jones the other night with the Tyson fight, right? Mm-hmm. Steph Curry's coming back, and I think Steph Curry looks great. Mm-hmm. He looks great. He looks like he's in great shape, right? Diesel. He looks very diesel. I saw his trainer said the other day, Steph is a young 32. Yeah. Saying that he's yeah. like, because he's in such great shape, he takes prime care of his body, right? Mm-hmm. Is Steph Curry going to knock someone out of the first team all-NBA slot? Well, I think it's either... I think that he is, because it's Steph Curry. He's probably like... When he comes back, he'll probably be like top five okay. in the league. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. first team all-NBA. Yeah, so I think that it comes down to either Harden or Doncic that he knocks out. Right. Um, no disrespect to them, but I think just Steph Curry, just he's been... He's been doing this for years now, right? And with the Warriors, and he's never really seemed to upset. Um, so I think that. Steph, what do you mean, never seen the upset? Well, not n- not upset, but to come short, right? Yeah, because okay. I think I think that Steph Curry will continue to be a first team NBA guy, mm-hmm. um, point guard, really, right? And I think that he'll kind of get the job done when it comes to that. Okay, so bonus year and all, and I think I forgot to say year and all after the last question. So nah, I don't think so. So, oh, I said year and all? Okay. Wait, wait. Yeah, oh, wait, hold you, on. I didn't answer it. Yeah, I, I didn't answer it. My... I, I was about to say that. <laughs> my fault. Look, I forgot, man. So, yeah, I'm saying, yeah, Steph Curry's knocking out Donches. Sorry, Luca. I like Luca a lot, but Steph Curry's not. He's coming. Steph Curry is coming for y'all, right? Y'all, y'all really had Steph Curry messed up. That boy is a problem, and he's coming for people's heads. I think he has a, a long memory, and he's going to be very, very motivated, right? Yeah. Um, and so, bonus, yeah or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah or no? Because we're talking about all NBA-type dudes, right? Mm-hmm. That didn't make the last se- the first team last year. Yeah or no? We've seen the best days of Kawhi Leonard. I, you know what? I was kind of actually thinking about Ooh, that. Ooh, that's today. another good one. Yeah, that is Have we seen one. Kawhi Leonard's best days? Is he on the downward trend? Is he trending down? Man, Kawhi, I I would almost like to give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but you've done a couple of things, I don't know, maybe wrong. You didn't sign with the Lakers and, oh, and, oh, LeBron, and, LeBron, and LeBron gave you that chance. <laughs> LeBron came like the godfather song. And, yeah, and then, and then you didn't even, you, you didn't even get to the 
point where you could challenge LeBron. That that's that's a good point. So, and and then it's just like now I, I don't know how motivated Kawhi is gonna be because Kawhi doesn't seem like that guy who gets just motivated like that. Yeah, he does, he's not very hype. Yeah, even though he came back after getting injured um, and going to state and then won a chip. Right. You know, I don't know. I think Kawhi was just kind of starting to probably come up and, like, get to, like, Kawhi Leonard, like, best player in the league almost. Right. Um, Kawhi Leonard until he got injured with Zaza, the Zaza Pachulia incident. So, I think that, yeah, I think we kind of have seen the best days of Kawhi because he's, what, like, 30 almost? Yeah. Yeah, 30. So I think Kawhi is maybe on that downward trend a little earlier than he probably would have liked. Right. But, you know, I think that he is. But I think he can definitely still, you know, kind of stay on that, you know, first team All-NBA or second second team. He was second team or like right. kind of on the cusp of it. Right. So I'm very tempted to say, yeah, Kawhi is peaked and he's on his way down. But I'm actually going to say nah because Kawhi is a cyborg. Like, he's a whole cyborg, right? So I don't know if any of this, like, underachieving or any of the chatter in the, the sports news media, I don't know if he cares about any of that. He might not watch it. He might, right? He might, he might not watch any of that. Yeah. He's in his own, like, walking echo chamber, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, nah, nah. Because I, I didn't think Kawhi would do what he did in Toronto. I didn't think he would just go in like that, right? Yeah, he's weird. He's a very... He's so weird. Look, you said he's weird. I'm going to say he's very unique. He marches yeah. to the beat of his own drum. <laughs> like, he got that laugh. I'm, I don't... Yeah, I can't read that dude right there. So, no, not um, And like you said, he was still second team all NBA. Um, we're just in a very rich time right now for small forwards. With LeBron, KD, Giannis, Kawhi. Um, Jason Tatum, and I think that you know what LeBron's going to bring to the table, right? Mm-hmm. You know what KD's going to bring to the table. I think that Kawhi is probably like, okay, I'm going to still show people that it's not sweet out here, right? Even yeah. And also, you know what Giannis is going to bring to the table, at least in the regular season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Kawhi is like in his own mind like, yeah, I gotta, I'm going to show people it's not sweet. Maybe it's not like... He's motivated by them, but he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Like I know he, I think he's very aware when he plays a Durant or LeBron. That's yeah. not he. That's not lost on him at all. Yeah, I, I think almost Jimmy Butler is in the same situation where he could show people that it's not sweet. He could, and yeah. and that'd be that's another interesting one. That'd be interesting to see what Miami does because I thought Miami that whole run was a total fluke. I'm not gonna lie. Sorry, Miami. Uh, no shade to you guys, but. I, I did not see that coming, and I mm-hmm. do not see it happening again. But we'll see. Test it. Yeah. He don't care about no one. Hey, look, so we're almost at an hour. Yeah. I think it's time to wrap it up, man. Episode 34, season two. Season two of the yeah. Hoop Life with Sean and Sean podcast. Was it untitled <laughs> or we're back? Yeah. yeah. Wh- which one? I think it was we're back. We're back. We're back like MJ wearing the 4-5. So you want to mm-hmm. go in? Tell the people where we at and take us home. Wait, should we talk about the Kobe situation? No, we going we to talk about that later, man. Okay. Look, you putting things on blast, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. Yeah, because... it's, not, it's not time yet, man. Uh, okay. Shout out to Uncle Kogi Adasi. He's doing big things. Um, and so we're, we're keeping him in, in, in prayer and good vibes for uh, some big moves. But Sean wasn't supposed to say nothing. He's just too excited for his uncle. So, yeah. come on, man. Take us home. All right, so... 
Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Hoop Life with Sean and Sean podcast, episode one of season two. Oh, yeah. We're back. And make sure you go over and rate us as five stars as always, because I think this is a good podcast. But, <laughs> you know, just just please just rate us five stars and write a comment. Let us know what you think about the podcast. Suge- suggest some things. Let us know what we could maybe do better or some things that we can probably do for future episodes. And that can be like the, the big topic. And we're available on all, all podcast platforms, including Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, and all every other podcast platform you can think of. And from our family to yours, peace. Peace.